0: The Locals Only Podcast with Gavin Glass bringing you the best new Irish talent every week from Radio Nova and Nova.ie Another artist who uh, I greatly admire is uh, in here with me the late David Turpin David you are very welcome to the show
1: Thank you for having me
0: I'm delighted to have you here (laughs) Um, David you like Stano are very much an artist who has done things exactly on their own terms with Your own vision, and has never, in my mind, wanted to be in any trend, or you know, just was very much uniquely you.
1: I don't think they'd have me. I don't think any. <laughs> <laughs> I am, um, you know, I mean, I suppose it's not for want of interest in what's happening, but I've I've never been able to, never been able to play along, play the long. game. <laughs> well, that you know,
0: that is, that is a sign of a true artist. That you know, if. if if you have that bravery and, uh, stones, if you'll forgive my, uh, language to, to just do, <laughs> to do it on your own terms. But I'm going to let the music do a little bit of the talking. Um, we're here to talk about romances, your latest album. This yeah. is, is this album number three?
1: This album. is four. four.
0: Four, album number four.
1: First in six years.
0: First in six years. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're going to talk a little bit about the, the concept um later, but just to give our listeners, our lovely Nova listeners, a kind of uh, a ballpark pitch of what it is. You've approached some of your favourite singers to lend their vocals, and you uh, shied away from the mic on this record.
1: Yeah, I don't sing on it at all. Um There are 12 different singers on it, I think, Um and, uh, you know, I'm just tired and bored with myself, uh, to okay. paraphrase. <laughs> I'm going to
0: get some coffee into you now and then we're going to have a friendly wrestle while I play this. <laughs> this is Lucifer and this was the first single of the, um, it was a taster off the album. And, um, in you know, the late David Turpin style, it was released on the day that uh, Il Papa visited us.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. It was supposed to, you know... Tell me, David, was that deliberate? Well, you know, I mean, the Pope ended up flopping without any help from me, so... (laughs) (laughs) Let
0: us take the beautiful tones of Martin McCann on this track. Martin um, was, is the singer of Elevens and Sack. Um, and in my mind, he is one of the great voices um, to ever have come out of this country. This is Lucifer, the late David Turpin, featuring Martin McCann.
2: Have you ever felt a bluebird on your palm? Held a frail life in your hands? How could I have ever known how lost you were When I wished for you, my falling star You're the reason I don't cry out when I burn You're the reason for the ice at the top of the world, have you ever held the world in a cherished stone? When the ground's this cold, nothing.
0: I got caught on the hop there. Uh, Sorry, I was just daydreaming there to the beautiful sound of Martin McCann um, and featuring on the late David uh, Turpin's track. Sorry, yeah, God, I just, I I totally um, zoned out into daydream. uh, Midnight Cowboy Bliss there. So tell me about this record. We have, there's 12 different singers.
1: Yeah, Um, there's 12 different singers and they're all men um, because the... Record is predominantly about um, romance and love and sex and things like that, and mm-hmm. we usually it, it seems to be that sort of male electronic musicians make songs about that and then kind of ask a, a woman to ventriloquise their feelings about it, and I don't I think it's kind of weird and sexist and stuff. So um, I thought it would be interesting to take those kind of themes that are often sort of denigrated um, as being you know, beneath men or whatever yeah. weird thing people think, and and put them into into men's mouths. Feel forgive the disgusting that, imagery. That's okay. Um, I'm, you know, i quite there. Uh, it's quite evocative.
0: Um, <laughs> but your music has always been. Well, uh, to to me, I've always got a sexy vibe off your music, and you know, I remember, I remember seeing you ten years ago, and it was blatant. Like I just I I, I loved how brave and um, you you were about like. You Know, I'm gonna. I want people to feel sexy, uh,
1: you know. <laughs> well, I never felt sexy at, at the time, <laughs> did you not? No, I mean, but you know, I mean, when I think of the music that I really uh enjoy, um, you know, I it's what it's a it's a good and wholesome thing to 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 feel sexy, there's nothing wrong with it. This, you know, it's very healing. It's the in most a lot natural,
0: you know, as soon as you're, you know, a little bit of an, uh, I don't get into any trouble with the broadcasting and things because there's a curfew, but yeah, sexy's good. I like sexy.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, um, and, and, and you, again, it's something that's sort of trivialized, and I, I, I think it's why. Um, you know, if you, if you look at publishing and stuff, you know, books about romance, books about sex, you know, they, they sort of put them in a different section of the bookshop and, and everyone sort of looks down on them and you kind of laugh at them as things that people buy in service stations and stuff like that. But, you know, I mean, it's the most provocative and it's the most, you know, it's the subject that we're all engaged with to some degree and, and I don't know why we have to kind of belittle it.
0: Taboo, yeah. Yeah. Especially in this country, yeah um. Yeah. I wanna play this. Um I've actually played this the last two weeks. Um it's uh will you pronounce it for me? Because I was calling it Callicrates, it's Callicrates. Callicrates. Yeah. yeah, and I called it Callicrates for the first week That's until okay. some um Greek and Roman student corrected me on it um and yeah. really me, which is my fault. I, you know, that's
1: okay. It's not actually that callicrity, so it's not the Greek. It's one.
0: not the architect, dude. No,
1: this is from. Um, there's a novel called She by writer Haggard, who wrote King Solomon's Minds, which was made into a great film in the 1960s with Ursula Andress. If you remember this? Oh, I film. remember Ursula <laughs> better than the Richard Chamberlain version. Uh huh. Um, and in in She, Ursula Andress is playing um, She Who Must Be Obeyed, who is a kind of goddess who lives forever by bathing in a blue flame. And two thousand years ago, she murdered her lover Callicrates, and she's bathing in this blue flame, awaiting his reincarnation.
0: So and John Dots has taken on the role as storyteller on this. Excellent dress, yeah. One. I love John Dots. have been play- He's. Um, I don't get too much music from him, but whenever I do, I always give it a spin. Uh, it's the late David Turpin, who is very much alive and well and is my live guest here in Nova. is Local Zoni with your host Gavin Glass, supporting the wealth of amazing and innovative and brave artists that are up and down this fair isle of ours. Hello sir
3: touch your pony Will he bite me Will he hold Rabbit is a dark eye Now I know you've got another side I can't think why you try to hide it They can never look quite like I Recall me on your wedding night I don't know why I thought you'd understand When There's nothing left of what we used to have
0: That was uh, John Dots singing on clicker tees from the late David Turpin uh, from his album Romances. Now, David, I I remember you reaching out to me when you started this project. Yeah. Um, so it was something you'd kind of, it's been in the pipeline for a while.
1: Years, yeah. yeah. Um, since, I think I've been recording this since 2005, early 2015, maybe, or 14, Um and it just takes a long time. You know, I, in my naivety, thought, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't sing, so I would get everyone in who was a much better singer than me and everything would roll much faster. Uh, but it didn't, just doesn't work out that way when you're working with 60 people. So. Yeah, because the linear notes are going to be pretty um,
0: pretty big on this with all the different musicians. You've, you've reached out to so many different people, like, but, yeah. but that was obviously an intentional thing. Was that, you know, but it's still un, un, unmistakably... And undeniably, it's still David Turpin, you know. Um, How how, how did you manage to corral that into, you know, because I did, I I think I remember once they just playing banjos and mandolins and all these kind of things, you know, so like,
1: how did you make that all work? I, I, you know, I've always been interested in kind of hypnosis and um, ventriloquism and, and these kind of weird ideas of how you can speak through somebody else's mouth or, or you know act through somebody else's body um, you know I, I, and there's a certain type of performance I like you know slightly that slightly affectless kind of slightly um, narcotic kind of Kubrickian yeah, yeah. <laughs> flatness <laughs> um, <laughs> that I try to get out of people um, but you know there's no point working with other people if you're trying to mold them into something that's exactly, you know, if, if you have yeah. a p- pinpoint vision of what you want, you should really acquire the skills and do it yourself. So um, when you invite somebody in, you have to let them... Uh, bring, bring some of that personality. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, even if it's just the shape of their mouth or the language that they speak or any of these things that will condition the way they sound, you have to allow it to be there, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to play unsolved mystery and I just I I love the the sound of this like you just nailed that no- nostalgic kind of almost Agatha Christie sort of Poirot uh afternoony kind of BBC2 drama. Um but before before I play it um you I mean you obviously have a great love for uh film and all things art but uh okay. you recently like you're uh you wrote an, that wonderful uh um, it's, it is a horror. Can you say horror or a thriller? Thriller? Chiller? I don't know. Um, but the lodgers. Can we talk about that for a little sec? Because it was that was
1: an sure. incredible piece of work. Major motion picture. The Major motion, motion picture. <laughs> it did the rounds. You know Hollywood. Well, yeah. I mean, it was a co-production with America. Yeah. So I didn't get to go to Hollywood or anything. But people in Hollywood did have their fingers in it. Yeah. Um,
0: you. You. You are do strike me as a guy who never loses shit but I mean that must have been so exciting to see all this unfolding and you
1: know like I do like twitching <laughs> a film moves very slowly um, so you don't you, you know when you you don't have that sort of star is born kind of scenario where somebody phones you in the middle of the night and tells you you know you're going to Hollywood that doesn't happen um it's, it's really interesting is what it is watching a film um, come together uh, and, and the difference in my role in a film to my role in a record where I'm sort of the boss and what I say goes, you know, and it's not yeah. like that in a film because you're dealing with, well, aside from everything else, you're dealing with sums of money that are just abstract it, to, to my mind. It was
0: your story that they made the movie on. Yeah. And, you know, how much did... You start losing kind of the essence of your story, and or, or did that happen at all, or is that? It's
1: weird. I mean, people ask about that, and they say, "Well, you know, the the it's your baby. How do you feel about it?" And and when people say that, I think when they refer to something as your baby, what they mean is, you know, you have ownership of it or something. But that's. That's not what a baby is. You know, you bring a baby into the world and then it gets moulded by many hands and becomes its own person. Yeah. Um, And in that sense, the film is like my baby. So, I mean, it's my story, it's my screenplay, but it's not my film. It's the director's film, film, it's the lead actress's film, probably more than any of those people. Yeah. So, you know...
0: Okay, well, the album's going to be out in February. Um, this is the latest from the late David Turpin, um, musician, artist and, uh, you know, Hollywood screenwriter. This is Unsolved Mystery fe- featuring Jamie Nancy. Um, tell me a little bit about this one.
1: Uh, well, when I didn't know most of the singers before I asked them to be on, on the record. Did you not? Um, no. Well, well, I mean, I knew some of them. Yeah. Um, but most of them I didn't. And I asked Jamie, and I think the first time we met, we... We talked about how, you know, our love of kind of, um, I guess, sort of true crime and true mystery stories and stuff like that. And um, this is actually one of the only songs on the record that was written for the singer rather than being written and then a singer came. and, you know, I mean, I guess at root, there, you know, there used to be this program on Sky One when I was about 10 called Unsolved Mysteries. I don't yeah, know if you remember, I remember that. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone watched it for the UFOs and stuff, but occasionally they would do a story about a missing person and I always liked them best. And I don't know what I thought at, at 10, because I'm sure, you know, most of these poor people were murdered or or what have you, but... I used to think of them as people who had literally, you know, disappeared. They had disappeared themselves out of their lives, and I, you know, like a lot of children. I mean, I thought about that a lot about yeah. disappearing and what would the world be like if I wasn't here. And I guess the whole album is a way of trying to imagine a world that I'm in, but not in, because I, you know, they're my songs, but it's not my voice and stuff like that. So it sort of dovetails into this song, which is about, you know, that that impulse that we have to to vanish, to disappear. Okay,
0: let's 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 go.
4: If you love me Let me be a ghost I
0: stuff, that is Jamie Nancy taking the vocal on that unsolved mystery from the late David Turpin's forthcoming Romances album, an album that's been a couple of, well, six years in the, in, in the making, features a cast of over 60 musicians um, 10 different, 12 different singers Yeah, 12, twelve.
1: well lead singers and then there's choral singers and stuff as well
0: um, I just got a lovely text in from Veronique she's saying, hi David Turpin, plenty of love for you
1: Thank God, you God
0: bless you and Gavin Glass Oh. Thank you. Um, I want to talk about your creative process, though, of where it all starts. Like, does it start in you writing down lines on a notebook? I know you're a piano player, and you always underplay that. But yeah, I'm a terrible piano player. Yeah. Well, I hear very different from um, a little birdie tells me very little differently. You're a beautiful piano player, but however, where do these songs start?
1: It usually starts with an image or a, a word. Um, I I mean when I was doing the vocals myself it always started with um words in the abstract sense I mean because I think as much as songs have to have meaning and stuff it's also singing is also a physical thing it's something that you do and you have to like the way it feels to say the word and sometimes the meaning of it is secondary yeah. to that um and with these, I guess, because I was stepping away from singing, I suppose I was the kind of narratives behind the songs and stuff were more considered. Um, but, I mean, usually it starts with, you know, a scenario or an image or something. It's it's actually, for me, a, a song's actually a lot like a film um, because it's, you know, it's got a certain degree of characterization. It's got an atmosphere above everything else. It's got, you know, it's got these things and it's three minutes rather than, one hundred and three, but I mean the principle is quite similar, so. yeah
0: do you kind of write with that kind of three act? I mean if you're a screenwriter, do you approach it with that kind of you know it's something that I've actually started trying to do in my productions with artists is to mm. go right the song has to have three acts, not like is in verse chorus verse chorus, but like three emotive feelings in the song
1: maybe i mean i'm I'm not great at that kind of slide ruler structure okay, thing yeah. and, and that's a big th- I mean whatever about music that's a big thing in film people want yeah. to mechanise the process as much as possible for you know probably fairly good reasons um, but there does you know there comes a time in making a a record when you have to be quite methodical about it particularly yeah. if you're working with a lot of little bits as, as I was so um that te- but that tends to happen sort of later for me. The kind of rigid structuring part. I, I work a lot with. Um,
0: I just want to talk about uh, Steve actually. Yeah, I work with um, Steve Shannon, who is in my mind one of the one of the top producers out there. I've always just loved the sound of everything he does. What does he like to work with? What's his What's his gig? <laughs> I've
1: worked with him for ten years. Yeah, you've, so you've worked so close with him. He's great to work with. Obviously, or I wouldn't be. Well, I probably would still be doing it if he treated me terribly, but but he doesn't. <laughs> um, he's, I, I, you know, he's he's got a really um, strong sense of, um, what would you call it? Like the the plasticity of sound, the kind of molding right. of reverb, How malleable and- yeah, and you know, the reverb tails and and all this kind of jazz. He's very, he's he's uh, very. Um, Creative in his use of the technology, where you know, a, a lot of the time I don't think this is correct, but people tend to think of there being creative people and there being technicians, and yeah, and and ne'er the train shall meet. I mean, I don't think that's really the case, but but he really is both of those things. Well,
0: he's a musician as well, it always yeah, yeah. kind of makes makes such a
1: David, there's a lot of love coming
0: for you in on my text machine here. <laughs> this is great. You've uh a lot of people delighted to hear your, your back singing um, I'm going to play one more from um, the last two have been uh, radio exclusives I believe this Didn't one is a radio
1: them. exclusive as well fantastic
0: awesome. um, this features Samuel uh, mm-hmm. on the lead vocal the arrow of a sleeping heart any little bit of backstory, story little bit of gossip on this one for our faithful novel listeners
1: um, well Samuel is um, he's bilingual he speaks French well he, he, I'm sure he has many other languages as well but but um, I know him as speaking French and and English, and my French is terrible. But I, you know, I always like Serge do. Serge Gainsbourg and and other less cool things like Voyage, Voyage, and stuff yeah. like that. And I really wanted a song with French stuff in it. And I mean, the thing that I found when working with his voice is that when somebody is singing in a language that's not your language, or or, or that you have a sort of looser understanding of, you hear it as sound much. More, and there are things that happen in And French. the emotion as well, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, the, you know, things that we would cut out, if we were doing a vocal in English, you know, and you have these sort of weird mouth noises and stuff, there's so much part of the language yeah. in French. And that's a very inarticulate way of putting it, weird mouth noises. But, you know, the, the way that you use your mouth is different depending on what language you're speaking in. Spanish is, you know, it's, it's a narrower sound. French has kind of a this... Um, you you get this wonderful sense of the mouth in French, so um, I just found it really nice to work in a, in another language.
0: And here, yeah, somebody singing your art in a French accent. Say you were you were very happy. Boy, <laughs> I was
1: very happy. Yeah.
0: This is the Arrow of a Sleeping Heart from Romances, which I know is from what I've heard of it already. It's it's a masterpiece. Oh well. And I'm very proud of you. Thank you, David Turpin. Thank you. It's Radio Nova. <laughs>
5: petit être seulement moi et toi n'importe où ici ou là petit être seulement toi et moi toi
0: n'importe ici ou là ou that is the arrow of a sleeping heart feeding Samuel on the uh, vocals there from the outrageously romantic romances album which is coming out in february um so what's what's going to happen now are we going to get some videos are we going to get like shows or are you just going to retreat and write
1: more music uh well i want to do movies a, well i want to do a record with all women singers now that's all i want is really lo- lots of girls yeah of course i mean you know it was always i was always more comfortable working with women so this has been a sort of weird detour into into man land and I'm sick of them I'm sick of their crap <laughs> um, so I want to do that and, and um, yeah I mean there will be videos and stuff early in the new year for it and I have a, a new film that's shooting this winter I'm just touching the nearest wooden object T- tell, <laughs> me, tell me about this uh, I don't think I'm allowed to Oh uh, It's a mystery in, um, it is a mystery and it's a mystery
0: Right <laughs> um, so okay uh, well we'll leave it there but is it is it like you know is it big time like Hollywood
1: I hope so I, it's it's an Irish film I mean we're filming in Ireland so
0: fantastic well listen when the album comes out be sure to uh, get it into me and uh, I will keep playing your unique and wonderful music thank you the late David Turpin thank you for being my guest
1: thank you very much
0: that's it for this week's locals only podcast join us next week for more and of course catch the show Sunday evenings from 6 Radio Nova. The Locals Only Podcast with Gavin Glass.
3: Seriously
4: addictive podcasting from Nova.ie and Radio Nova.
3: Radio Nova.